I V M I V M Hey everyone this is your daily dose of everything that's happening in the world of NBA I am Monish and joining me as he does always is Nishant and you're listening to The Airball Diaries We had 22 teams in action today and a lot of stuff happening across the league. Trey Young scored 41 points in 3 quarters. Siakam got a triple double. Uh Luka got 35. Jokic put on Jokic like numbers like he's been doing throughout two seasons now. Uh Pelicans beat the Trail Blazers. Spurs just about lost to the Grizzlies. It was a very close game and the Suns and the Warriors played out a real fun matchup. I did not expect this game to be close but Jordan Poole really uh, shining. for the uh, for the warriors and he made the game real close but the suns again in clutch coming up uh, victors <laughs> chris paul is unstoppable yeah. in clutch a uh, lot of action across the league so let's get started whether you're an established sports person or a budding one or simply a sports enthusiast join us tanvi and shlok we are two passionate pro badminton players talking policy mindset and everything sport so tune in to the millennial athlete every monday only on the ivm podcast network trust us it's going to be lit we'll start off with the uh, with the game that i didn't even mention when i introduced the <laughs> when i started the episode the celtics and the miami heat now that was the team uh, these these are two teams that have been in the top spot in the last one week or so yeah. celtics were in the top spot what two days ago and now they're in fourth because they lost two consecutive games uh losses to the toronto raptors and today against the miami heat fun game close game but uh, miami heat were always going to be strong especially since celtics are now without one of their main guys i would say robert yeah. williams he's really elevated himself this season he's having a career here in terms of points rebounds blocks uh minutes per game and everything he's been a he's been a revelation for them i would say i mean while jason tatum and jalen brown take all the credit and the highlights and the spotlight is always on them this guy has been really good on defense and we've spoken about him several times this year as well right i mean can he elevate himself to be the big guy that the celtics have been lacking in the last few years like yeah. this was the one missing piece and it seemed like they had found him and it seemed like he was ready to take up that role and he was doing well and now he's out uh probably for four to six weeks uh, the evaluation today says that he might be back for the second round of the playoffs if they get how does this if they get there yes exactly because the first round is not going to be easy uh they're currently in fourth uh, they could finish third it's very close they could finish first who knows right what are the teams you would look to avoid if you're the celtics right now so that you can get to the second round of playoffs uh just not looking at the table open ended uh, uh yeah i mean assuming oh, that you won't face your top 3 that my, you correct, won't face exactly. philadelphia miami, uh, miami and milwaukee the remaining yeah Yeah, so there. so there goes not looking at the devil we uh, they could uh, i think they'd want to avoid toronto toronto is dangerous in the playoffs yeah. they don't want to yeah. take them on and there another team that I, i can't say they're well i guess you could say they are peaking at the right time i think they've been 10 wins out of the last 12 by the way but on a hot streak yeah yeah exactly and and uh, i think in fvv they've found validation of yep their decision to move on from from Kyle Lowry and mutually separate one of those rare mutual separations because uh, FEV is done well i think the squad has stepped up siakam uh, initially wasn't available he missed a bunch of games yeah. but 
since he's come in he's been on a, he's been on a tear i keep no? saying it is the black yep. savannas but he gets wins yeah yep. that's pretty much <laughs> the best way to describe him uh, he's been unbelievable uh, god bless my fantasy league so <laughs> toronto is definitely a team to avoid um you know what i think the rest of the god bless them if they face brooklyn that's going to be a tough mm-hmm. tough match up uh, but but an exciting one i think that will be quite interesting to see how yeah because they they lack rim protection okay but uh, what they really need against the nets is is perimeter protection and and guarding the mid range so basically perimeter and players of it into the zone very well um that they have so it'll be an interesting yep. match up to see how they fare against the nets but it's not something that they should seek out right who should they want to face i think they should be okay facing the hornets they should be okay facing the cavs and mm-hmm. relatively okay facing the bulls in comparison to the right. rest of the right. rest of the bunch um I agree. you know because everyone, like atlanta even atlanta who's sitting pretty in 10th place right now that's <laughs> not a team you really want to face in a playoff series game True. after game True. and True. boston's just as hostile if not more than new york you don't want to give trey young that energy yep yep uh that was exactly what was coming to next because uh, the raptors are now in uh, six spot level on wins yeah. against the chicago bulls so they might as well jump to five but below them i'm looking at the 7 8 9 10 spot so you'll have the cavs play the brooklyn nets in the uh, in the first play in game and you would assume that the brooklyn nets should win that game right that leaves cavs taking on the winner uh, of the hornets versus the hawks now i'm looking at the atlanta hawks they have been an interesting team nobody's really uh, rating them much but nobody rated them last year as well they made this incredible run is there a path for the atlanta hawks uh, this season as well i know that's going to be a tougher path this time but you think they'll make the playoffs first of all they just need to be two teams they need to be the hornets and probably they need to be the cavs that is possible right and At then this what point, i think they'll beat anyone uh, the the <laughs> way trey young's playing he's he's playing like yep. he's possessed um yep. because every day we talk about because there's a big mvp clash then there's uh, uh you know lucas doing his thing and he's lighting up the league and jokic drops big numbers and somewhere in there sometimes we see it sometimes we don't but i see it because he's the best player on my fantasy league <laughs> that <laughs> trey young's been killing it 40 plus is a joke to him at this point um, yep. and and he's just been on a on a tear so um i think at this point they'll beat just about anyone um the weird part about the eastern conference is is the the table toppers so to speak mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. with the exception of the bucks and maybe the celtics if you can call them toppers everyone's had a bit of a topsy turvy run they like they right. suck right now and then right. you look at all the way through through to the 10th right i'm looking at their win loss uh, let's say the last 10 games i'm on espn mm-hmm. um 8 and 2 for the raptors 7 mm-hmm. and 3 for the nets 8 uh, and 2 mm-hmm. for the hornets 7 and 3 for the hawks this these this is <laughs> you know 6 uh, 8 9 and 10 uh, yep, and and yep. that's how they're playing so these guys are dangerous right now and carrying the right kind of momentum bulls are absolutely not uh, miami are again very shaky um, yep uh, at the top i think i think uh, the the cavs can uh, sorry the the hawks can take on just about anyone to get to their playing spot now if they're playing the hornets it's actually an interesting matchup i wouldn't mm-hmm. put it past the hornets to spring a surprise on on someone but okay. i would still favor the hawks so it'll be it'll be a nice tight match up it'll be kind of like when lakers face the warriors where you'd think with with the five other the lakers have it's an easy win but with steph curry around you never know so yeah. it'll be one of those matches but let's say the hawks get through right so so then they mm-hmm. play who cavs cavs on the nets cavs on the nets would... yeah that's uh, but you I know what cavs are pretty game... short handed right now yeah the cavs are not i don't think the cavs will get to that game i think it's the nets 
wow if if the nets get knocked so out so no right? so yeah. it's a seven versus eight the winner will directly go through as a seven seed the loser will play the winner of the hawks and the hornets so ah, right. sorry sorry yeah correct correct, correct. so yeah. i don't think correct so i don't think the nets would get to that game uh, yes the cavs would and hawks to the playoffs that's exactly uh, by the way wouldn't it be fun this. if uh, cavs knock out the nets in that game i think i was trying to get to that sentence and then i just fumbled up the rest wouldn't mm. it be fun to see cavs send the nets back well then the nets have a second chance as well right they still be they still have an opportunity to get the eighth seed yeah like what a smack world. to the face to lose to this cavs outfit of all out you are supposed to be the the mm-hmm. runaway favorites and then yep, you get carry back to cleveland and then lose the game there yeah you yeah you get dumped out by uh, uh, effectively you get dumped out by a very grossly depleted um, cavs unit you're yep. only still in it because that's how the league designed it but otherwise essentially it should have been an elimination match and you're gone boom but uh, you get a second chance with with the whole world watching now because you fucked up one ouch <laughs> well and if you get the eighth seed you face miami heat instead of milwaukee bucks as ta- as the table stands today and i think for the nets they'd prefer to face the miami heat yeah, than dangerous the dangerous way to get there though it's a true, very true, dangerous true. way of to course. engineer your way to that uh, Of course, everyone's looking to avoid the Brooklyners. I don't think Brooklyn Nets should be looking to do that. Yeah, exactly. It's just it's a bad look. It's a bad look for the big bad favorites in the East. Hey, and <laughs> if you're know. going to face the Bucks, do it in round one. You don't want them true. building ahead of steam. True, true. They get better and better. Yep. Uh, I want to talk a little bit more about Atlanta here. Now, supposing they make the playoffs as the eighth seed and they get knocked out against, say, the topper, right? Miami Heat, Milwaukee Bucks, it could be anyone. What next for Atlanta Hawks? Because uh, they seem like they might want to rebuild here because they have triang they have a franchise player in triang but do you think they'll move across the pieces because uh, john collins start of the season you remember he was unhappy he wanted a more expanded role not getting that here uh, capella the coach somehow is not playing him uh, enough he's playing around 22 23 minutes yeah. nowadays and it looks like their backup center okongu is really good and he could probably be the replacement for capella and he's young he's done players. well Yeah, and these are two players that you'll get a lot of uh, value in return, right? Uh, do you see the Hawks going that way, where you uh, ship out Collins, ship out Capella, build around Trey Young? Uh, you still have Bogdanovich. You could probably ship him out or keep him, however you want to deal that, deal yeah. with that. And do you see that uh, the path for the Hawks here on? I, I do actually, and I think they're well placed to make that leap. Um... It's not a bad market. It's not a massive market either. But it's not bad. I think they have. Who do they have that they can move? They have Capella, who there's a possible case for him to be moved. Yeah, especially and a lot of teams would be interested in Capella. I think for sure, for sure. And then you've got. It's also not a very uh, daunting contract to take on. Anything under twenty yep. twenty mil for yep. a guaranteed starter in a position where it's becoming tougher and tougher to find um, talent. Like just ask Boston, right. Portland, any one of these teams. it's tough right. to find the kind of big man that these guys need when you have a mercurial backcourt you have a great wing uh, you don't exactly need a jokic type big man who's yep. then going to take position away from your own players you need the good old rim protection maybe some post moves rebounding uh, drummond but better and that's capella yep. it's drummond but better that's yep. how about yep. it that's yep. the one liner drummond but better <laughs> clint capella Uh, so there'll be takers for him for sure, and it's under twenty million. Where do you get that these days? So uh, that yeah. combined with um, John Collins, that's another what twenty 
2 i think he's fine he got a new contract so i think it's little slightly higher than that no it's it's one of those you know the stepped up contract so the year one mm-hmm. is still somewhere around 22 or 24 or something and then it it moves up so again not i mean for john collins why not great player young has age on his side lot of yep. things would, uh, lot of teams would absolutely go for it two way so, player he can good yeah. on defense good on offense yep somebody like uh, sacramento is also rebuilding i think it'd be a good uh, good piece to add there alongside sabonis depending on where they place sabonis so they'll be takers for these two for sure yep. um, and other interesting situation they have is what do they do with gallinari <laughs> right good but heavy contract wrong side of 30 Uh, yep. I think he turns 34 this year. Um, right. Maybe they'd want to move him on. I, I don't know what his contract situation is. It's probably somewhere close to the end, but they could move. That's another piece that they can move. Yeah, he's one of those players where a contending team would like to have him off the bench kind of player, right? Like what Warriors are doing with, say, Otto Porter right now. Something yeah. like that. Yeah, something like that. And again, so therefore you get you get a lot of takers there, right? So, uh, so, he's a, so I just checked. He's a free agent in 2023. Okay. Uh, so they've got another season on him. I think that's another movable piece then. So mm-hmm. these these are uh, you know players they can move. There are some others that I don't think they're terribly reliant on, uh, which isn't saying much. They're not too reliant on anyone outside of Trey Young these days for yep. the win. Everyone <laughs> contributes, but it's it's Trey all the way to get that win. Yep. Um, it'll be a very very interesting rebuild. I think in Okongwu, I, they, they don't have like it's not like they found Shaq. I think they found a. They found yeah, their Robert Williams yeah. kind of guy, some yeah, reliable, exactly. reliable guy at the five, which is great. So now you've got just just two, three, four to fill a bunch of shooters, uh, maybe some players. Well, you way. it's like you you have Trey Young and you build everything you want around yeah, him. Yeah, absolutely. Enough pieces to build a squad around him. Yeah, so they're not. It's not unlike the Luca situation, minus the posing is headache for uh, right. for the Hawks, um, and they do have Bogdanovich. So I I exaggerate a bit, and uh, for some reason they really like Quarter. He's kind of like their Connaughton, uh, 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 I guess, uh, mm-hmm. in terms of how much he's valued by the franchise. It's a good place to to be the Hawks franchise right now. I think they, if they get to the playoffs, make a good run this season, um, it's a good advertisement for players to come and play. And Bundu, as a star, love to come and play for Trey Young or play with Trey Young because you know you'll get set up very nicely and you'll get you'll get to load up on those stats. You can unlock all of those bonuses in your contract. It's a Uh, Trey Young and Luca. I mean, you can do worse as as teammates. Absolutely, absolutely. Hey, everybody! It's been another great week on the IVM Podcast Network on Think Fast. Which they invited me to talk about the evolution of the audio industry, and besides the audio industry, we talked about a whole bunch of other things like the Zomato Blinkit potential merger, the Mumbai 2050 climate plan, and a whole bunch of other things. Fun episode. Do check that out. On Press Decode, Sarah Vakta, Prafula, and Nivedita discuss the accuracy of the Kashmir files and associated movie politics. On the longest constitution, Priya examines the issue of livelihood along with why women aren't a part of parliament. On Say No to Drama, Chetna explains why you should celebrate filing your income tax rather than feeling bad about it. And on All Things Policy, the Takshashila folk discuss India's reserves of oil in light of the oil supply shock created by the Russia-Ukraine war. Do follow us on social media. We're IVM Podcast on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. And remember, if you're enjoying this show or any of our other shows for that matter, please do tell a friend. And don't forget to rate us on any of the platforms you're listening to us on. Also, remember, we're on YouTube. You can check us out on ivmpodcast.com slash YouTube and get a list of all the YouTube channels we have active at this point. 
I'd also like to make a quick note that we're doing a small listener survey and it would really help us if you could fill that out. You can go to ivmpodcast.com slash survey. And finally, we'd like to thank our sponsors this week, SBI Life Insurance and India Water Portal. Thank you so much for making this possible. Uh, Raptors, I know we briefly spoke about them, 10 wins in the last 12. And who would have guessed that the Raptors with five games left in the season are just four and a half games behind the top spot? Yeah. It is incredible. Out of the 10 wins in the last 12, they beat the Suns, they beat the Celtics and beat the Nuggets, three informed teams. So, uh, this is a team that uh, I would definitely want to avoid in the playoffs. I think uh, Boston Celtics, if they're playing the Raptors, the Raptors have a chance. I think the Bulls definitely will get knocked out if they play the Raptors. If that happens to be a 4-5 game, I don't think that will happen. Uh, Who else is there? Philadelphia 76ers, they're not going to have it easy against the Raptors either. I think the Sixers are slightly stronger, but it's not going to be an easy uh, series at all. Yeah, I won't write it off as this is a done deal. If those two teams face off. It should be like Philadelphia by a mile, the favorites. But just can't write off the Raptors in that matchup. And when you look at the Raptors team, they don't really have a star as such. It's it's a bunch of stars, right? You have Gary Trent Jr. shooting uh, threes. He goes off on his day. He can get 35 points on his own. Van Fleet is someone who can get 35 points on his own. Siakam can get 35. Anunobi can get 35. So you have a bunch of uh, five players who can get 35 on their own. Scotty Barnes got 35 in one point uh, one game as well, I think. Well, he's a good defender, good player to have. Uh, he's a hustler. Is one of those guys you would really want in your squad. And then off the bench, you have Boucher. Uh, you have Thaddeus Young they have added now. Precious Achua is playing well. That's that's a deep unit. I mean, no yeah. big men, no stars, but you pretty much have everything. Uh, I would really want to avoid the Raptors if I could. I would want anyone. I think this has been true since the season they acquired Kawhi. The winner Royal yeah. pain. I, in fact, even before that, when they had Laurie and DeRozan and they had mm-hmm. that whole unit um, going, um, spare a LeBron James team, I don't think any other team could quite find a way to best the Raptors. So this has been, they've been good for a while now and knocking yep. on the door. And in fact, hey, they even picked up a chip. Um, yep. It's a fantastic unit and and by far my favorite coach in the league right now. So, um, and a great GM also, who knows exactly the right moves to make, the right time they got Kawhi at the right time, got a chip out of them. They uh, kept Lowry at the right time, let him go at the right time. They got a chip out of Lowry. Uh, and then they moved on and gave the right platform to to the younger ones. So you're, you're the Van Fleets of the world and the uh, the Aronovies to to step up, um, do their thing and shine. Uh, and, and it's great. I think their starting lineup is so good. It's like at least two or three of them are kind of, you would expect them to be sixth man of the year candidates, but they're at the Raptors, <laughs> so they start. And they do yep. a really good job of it, at, at which point you're questioning yourself very philosophically, is one team sixth man of the year, another team starting line of uh, bedrock. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And Siakam, man, he, he just swings between. What I love is based on what the team needs. He can, first of all, he plays tough defense. That's, mm-hmm. that's an underrated side of his game. He can be your 35, 10, 12, whatever guy yep. on a yep. night when you need him to be. Shoots threes every now and then. And then. Uh, when you need him to, he can pick up the toughest defensive assignment, take it easy on the offensive end, and still hit you with a triple double and the win. Yeah. Yeah. Like basically, we they the Raptors put they took Timberwolves to the cleaners, yeah. and that's such an exciting firepower offense. They they just 
stomped them down held them to 100 basically i mean 102 Right. and then the drop bar 25 on their head everyone contributed six players i think got seven and double digits and mm-hmm. and siakam basically in this game uh said all right we got to make sure cat doesn't you know go nuts yep. and they did um and, and largely great to see siakam and everyone else who helped on that side of the floor and then at the other end he basically did a bam he dropped a triple double yeah. one was like yeah. low key trip, like a this is like a jason k triple double like 12 10 13 yeah <laughs> but but fantastic and, and great on defense so i love how pliable he is um, moves with the team's needs they now have a great shooting night but but still got yeah. the win and he was probably you remember most... how bad siakam was last season and we yeah. kind of were guessing if that was if that one season was a flash in the pan kind of season it could yeah, happen like anyone that was the flash in the pan last season and he's improved so much since last season you're yeah, uh, most improved again Yeah, I was going to ask that. I was going to ask that. Is there anyone who's won the most improved player like twice? <laughs> I don't know if you should you even be eligible to win it twice. I don't seems know. Like, I don't know. Just by design, it seems like a bad idea. Just tank on your kill it the next season and get it. Uh... And in all of these teams we spoke about, we've kind of missing the Chicago Bulls. They sit in fifth spot, uh, dangerously close to the sixth and seventh spot. I think they'll hold on to fifth or sixth. Uh, they'll make the playoffs directly without the plane. This is a team on a on a downward spiral since at least one and a half months now, uh, and this was a team that was on top of the league for uh, quite a while uh, before Miami Heat came up and before Milwaukee Bucks started playing well and all of that. Now with the Bulls, what's your hope for the Bulls uh, this season? What's their best chances? How far do you think they can progress in the best case scenario? Realistically. <laughs> So they're in fifth. Uh, don't know if they'll hold on. They might drop to sixth. Mm-hmm. I think that's about as far as they'll slide. Yeah. But uh, yeah. sixth, right? Sixth. Who do they play if they're sixth? Any of the top four again? Uh, yeah. No, but which seed? Like third seed, right? So third seed. Third, yeah. yeah, third seed. So in all probability, Philadelphia, because they have a game in hand uh, on right. uh, on Boston, but. Uh, you know these guys, you never know. So let's let's say Philadelphia. Let's say it's a lock. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that is hellish for them i don't think the bulls can take on the sixers celtics i think they still have a shot without uh, celtics rim protection and i, I think it'll be it'll be an amazing clash i think uh, these guys have such a maverick offense um the bulls and this despite the experience that derozan carries so their their offense against the the tight boston defense it'll it'll make for a great series i don't think they can overcome it but i think it'll make for mm-hmm. a great series If Vucevic can turn into Orlando Vucevic and they can get uh-huh. him enough usage rate, that's the challenge. Mm-hmm. Because look, he can turn into Orlando Vucevic. Demar can be well this season. Demar or the best Demar in Toronto or whatever. Levine can do his thing and and everyone. But is there enough ball to go around? It's the same question that at some point the Timberwolves have to answer. Is right. is what's your logic tree? What's your hierarchy of situational basketball and who who holds the ball? Uh, I don't think that's something the Bulls have yet figured out. And I don't and, think it's a problem right now. At least I think Lavin has been remarkable and yeah. very happy playing the second guy, which I did not expect honestly. To at the start of the season, I thought Lavin was the main guy and Derozan was coming in as a support guy. But uh, no, Derozan is the main guy here, and Lavin is yeah. pretty happy to play the second fiddle, uh, which was kind of surprising and good, good for him as well. Uh, do you think when did the Bulls start going down? Right, it, I think it all started off with Lonzo's injury, and since Lonzo has missed games, uh, the Bulls have been on a downward spiral. Lonzo now, uh, there's no reports of when he's coming back, but initial reports said that he might be back 
just in time for the playoffs now which is great because he's young it's not like there's going to be a lot of ramp up period before he gets gets going exactly so does that change anything for the bulls like are they still a strong contender uh, if lonzo comes back can they be the bulls that they were in the first part of the season yeah so if they have lonzo back and if they have caruso fit running and playing defense like he does off the bench mm-hmm. and they got Patrick Williams a, back as well yeah it's it's a formidable unit uh, because then now they play both ends of the court yep. not quite as well as boston there is a talent gap still despite everything that the bulls have added uh, and a certain gap in synergy which astonishingly the celtics still have four five years later also um, so that's what makes it a fascinating clash but i think the celtics have enough to to pull through in that series and it'll be an upset for me if the bulls Bulls win. So I think their best case scenario this year is like a, um, you know, go to the playoffs, boom, bounce in the first round. Do you think the Bulls can take down the Heat by chance? Say if the Heat uh, fall to third seed, which is quite possible and probable, and yeah. if say the Bulls have to face Miami Heat, is that a possible scenario where you see the Bulls going through? You know what? I think they can. Uh, mm-hmm. As as dogged as the Heat are, I I think they can so long as the coach doesn't shit the bed in in Chicago. If he does mm-hmm. a wooden also from two years ago, a problem, <laughs> uh, yeah. because Miami will they'll be all over all over these guys, both coaching and yeah. the the unit on the floor. Uh, but against the Bulls, the best Miami can bring is grit and determination. Unless they get hot from threes, if they get streaky, then bless them. But that's why there's a best of seven series. I'd yeah. I'd actually favor the Bulls in that series. I think so too. I think that is the best case scenario for the yeah. Bulls. Where yeah. I think. although heat might sit on top of the table and what not they're still a beatable team i feel they depend too much on jimmy butler yeah. who's nowhere like the jimmy butler we saw in the bubble i mean yeah he had a good game today but that has not been the case throughout the season right the, i think adebayo has taken over as the top guy in the team already yeah and it has to be unless bam gets going the heat don't go anywhere yep. that's the problem yep you'll have one of those games where tyler hero scores 30 35 yeah. you'll have that you'll have a duncan robinson flash in the pan he'll get you You know what? I don't think we will. I don't think that's going to happen. It does. I just don't think it happens. One and seven games, it's quite possible. But that's pretty yeah. much it. You won't get yeah. it four times in seven games. Uh, he's no Jake Crowder. Jake Crowder will get it twice. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think that's the best case scenario for the Bulls too. I if they face the Heat, I would pick the Bulls. Tough series, but I'd still pick the Bulls. See, the East is so bizarre. We're picking random teams to beat. Uh, to the lose to mid-table teams and then, but uh, no, but they'll be the top seed. The East, uh, the the best part about the East is the top seed today could be one of those random seeds like three games later. That's that's the exactly. It. it it became bizarre when you see that Brooklyn Nets are going to face the second seeded team. <laughs> Brooklyn Nets are supposed to be on top of the table. They're going to sit on seventh or eighth. Their worst case is they were supposed to be the second <laughs> seeded team, not try and beat the second seeded team. Exactly. So that that's when it got bizarre. Uh, fun game tomorrow. The Brooklyn Nets take on the Milwaukee Bucks. Possible first round showdown uh, preview. Uh, that's going to be a game that's going to be intense. I think Giannis is in that playoff mode now. You saw it in the game against the Sixers as well, where he was not going to give up. He he brought the Bucks. He dr- literally dragged the Bucks to a win there. Yeah, and the and Nets will come with a grudge. I think it'll be a fire matchup. I can't wait. I think so too. I think uh, the Nets will show that if we had Kyrie fit last season, we would have been. Uh, We could have beat the Bucks. That kind of. Uh, I, I, I tell you what, I, I was watching uh, highlights of the last five minutes of the game seven last season, mm-hmm. and uh, and I, in the heat of the moment, I mean, it was nice to be reminded just how clutch the Bucks were in that game. I know the next Nets did an excellent job, but there were a lot of ridiculously low percentage tough shots that just twenty like Harden hits this this. 
mind numbingly astonishing mm-hmm. off the glass off balance i was i was a chuck kid wasn't even a shot he just heaved it up there and went in and he was playing on one leg if you remember yeah, like exactly series so exactly. just pure adrenaline um but the bucks i think that was the game where they really stepped up as a unit because everyone made clutch shots yanis wasn't yeah. afraid he got the ball they didn't hack him he backed down kd to ice thrice uh, hits a sky hook or a rotator drop kind of floater uh middleton hit two three big shots where he created his own shots one of them was an easy yep. feed but two very created his own shot off the dribble uh drew holiday had an unbelievable move create separation easy mid range uh, jump shot and the bucks just kept sinking them and kept putting pressure back back on the nets until finally uh kevin durant being the good boy that he is he decided to toe the line and boom there you go there you have it but that version of the bucks is fearsome especially how well they defended kd kd still got a bunch of buckets but they yep, did a really yep. good job on him and and it was everyone it was pj tucker on some players including the towing the line play it was drew holiday the play before that middleton had him the play before that or or vice versa one of those in order and everyone took turns and everyone did a great job defending him they made it as tough as possible sometimes it was going sometimes it was not and then they went ahead and did it at the other end and yeah. they shut down harden albeit a uh, uh, Um, one leg mostly injured yeah just just barely standing james harden but that's still james harden so they they did a good job on him kyrie is a whole different ball game though uh, that's that's the problem it'll, it'll be fascinating to see how kyrie does against this defense because they loaded inside and out now with brook lopez back they've got yanis and lopez on the interior they've got uh, but kyrie smart enough to pull the mismatch he's smart enough to get them out of position create separation all of that stuff uh I I hope they get a Kyrie Giannis mismatch. I really want to see how Giannis fares against Kyrie's trickery because mm-hmm. he does well and usually against some other guards. Yep, yep. Looking forward to that. Uh, we'll I'm sure we'll come back and talk about that game tomorrow. That's going to be the game that we'll we'll be watching out for. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's all on today's episode. As always, great chatting with you. I'll see you tomorrow. Adventures. Hey, if you enjoyed this podcast, don't forget to check out our other interesting podcasts on the IVM network. You can listen to us on the IVM podcast app, ivmpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also follow us on our social media, we're at IVM Podcasts on Twitter and Instagram. And if you want to reach out to us, and you know you do, you know you want to reach out to us and tell us that our opinions on your favorite players are trash. You want to tell us Magic Johnson is still better than Steph Curry and you don't think Steph Curry has changed the game. For all that and more, reach out to us on both Instagram and Twitter. If you love cricket, listen up. The Edges and Sledges Cricket Podcast is here for you. Hosted by DJ Varun and me Ashwin, we bring a fun, fresh fans' point of view to talking all things cricket. Sometimes it's just the three of us. Sometimes we have guests, including current and former international cricketers. For new episodes every week, check out the Edges and Sledges Cricket Podcast on the IVM app, website, or wherever you get your podcasts. Working Monday to Friday, glued to your chair, making you feel dull? Worry not. Get your five-minute weekly dose of travel around the world with postcards from nowhere. Join me every Thursday. as i explore the strange obscure and fascinating parts of the world and bring out facets of travel you may not have thought of before you can find us on the ivm podcast app website or wherever you get your podcast from <laughs>